The fall months for many people are synonymous with new gadgets to play with. Whether it's the TV you've been waiting to go on sale or the excuse you needed to splurge on that perfect mechanical keyboard. The options are endless and the promise of a new toy being just over the horizon is, well, fun. But every so often, especially for your three somewhat level presenters, things go just a bit sideways. That revolutionary widget turns out to be a dud. Months or even years of poring over rumors and reviews still lead you down a path to transistor-based disappointment. Yeah, we've all been there. So as we ramp up for a holiday season full of blowout sales, new device launches, and ever-rising hopes and dreams, we take a look back this week on some of the times those dreams just didn't pan out. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host, John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. And we are here with our second Parts Bin episode. And in true Solid State fashion, I teed them up one way in the first go-round. Now we're changing up the change-up because we're here with our with our Parts Bin format of a more condensed group of topics. But this one is not going to be breaking news related. This one is going to be a central theme and in a bunch of bite-sized chunks. So we're, we're keeping it interesting as always. On keeping you on your toes. We got to keep, keep you, on your guessing. you guessing. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, the one we would never want to give consistency for the listener. What's the fun in that? Ridiculous. And so, th- so this week's part's been episode is, and we, we couldn't help ourselves. It is the loosely unified theory of, the worst tech we've ever owned, or probably more importantly and better stated, the worst tech we've spent our own money on. Yes. Because I've been given all sorts of things. I've had things bought for me. I've had review stuff sent. Like I've, many things have crossed my path where I'm like, wow, I would never spend my own money on that. And I refuse to take credit for any of those because I didn't. (laughs) <laughs> so what we're here to cover today is the stuff that we were those people. We swiped a card, handed over the cash, however you choose to look at it, paid money from our own pockets for rubbish technology. So um, in no particular timeline order as well, because I think we could probably dig back through the decades oh God, if we yeah. really wanted to. But um, I, I will go ahead and kick it off with probably one of the more polarizing opinions I have, because there are many, many people who would religiously disagree with me, but I do think one of the worst pieces of tech I ever spent my own money on and that it showed the most promise and never delivered was the Nintendo Wii U. <laughs> um, the Wii U just sits sandwiched for me in between the Wii, mm-hmm, which, was which was groundbreaking. A, yeah. Pun very much intended game changing experience. Oh, it yeah. did a lot of things that we are still living with the net effect of inside and outside of the Nintendo universe today. It did so at a price point that was incredibly aggressive. It created one of the longest standing product shortages I was ever a part of. I, I mean, I remember the excitement that would be being in a store and actually seeing a Wii in the wild, like on the shelf. Now, you know, here we are post 2020 and that's just, game consoles in our world but that's for a very different reason this was you could walk for a very long time you could buy an xbox 360 you could buy a ps3 like finding a wii for an extended period of time was a noteworthy event in so much as i will own on this show and here i am already talking about not the topic um 
I was in college at the time. Some friends and I found out that the Best Buy in Gainesville had received a shipment of them, and they were very much limit one per customer. And this is one of my more shameful acts of my entire life. <laughs> we found various ways to slip through, and I mean, we paid for them, but still purchased multiple units per each of us. Kept each one for each and then sold the other ones at what I would consider a reasonable markup um, to then <laughs> recoup my... So I, I, I didn't, you know bank hundreds of dollars like many many people i know did but i did i'm almost to the dollar offset i basically got mine for free i resold them for enough of it that i you know recouped my expense you know and as a poor college kid that really wanted a wee but didn't have any money to expend that'll do it but i could i could sneak it onto a credit card between now and next statement and um really hope that i could pull it off uh it was a foolish thing that i it is something i do decry especially now because there are people who are doing that same thing in the console space for hundreds of dollars a console that um is just you know really an unfortunate act but anyway i I will still transparent to a fault own my shame of what we still (laughs) my my college group of friends and i still refer to lovingly as the we heist of 2007 again we paid for every single one of them but uh we we still got ours for free you still felt like oceans (laughs) 11 going in there we did we were we were just danny ocean all up in it anyway (laughs) uh but so that was the we And on the flip side, we've got the Nintendo Switch, which in today's world is one of my favorite consoles to date. It is just, again, it is game changing and its ability to be on my TV or literally be in my bag and go with me everywhere. And it's the same console, the same experience. It has brought a gaming laptop like experience is how I think about it. When I've, you know, when I've got a gaming laptop, I can plug into a big monitor and have that full PC experience, but then unplug it and go. And if I'm going out of town for a few days, my games come with me. It's brought that to the console world in a real way that, true handhelds that predated it just never got there you know what cody i think about like the ps vita was one of the big promises of we're going to bring right. console like oh, yeah. gaming to your pocket and they did with like three titles um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was even thinking about the vita the vita for this, for this. episode but the thing <laughs> slight tangent. before we just yeah, yeah yes go ahead it it's a it's great but not at the same time. Like it, it there was all the potential there, but it was the, be- the, the Vita. Yeah. My 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 mini take on the Vita is it was to this day some it is hardware that I would buy today as far as like mm. fit and finish. I pick it up. I will tell you that is a better feeling piece of hardware than my Switch OLED. It was oh, just, it yeah. was. In- it was incredibly well made. It was a great, as a gadget, it was a great piece of tech that had exactly three things you could do on it. I remember the PSP that came before it. All anyone ever did with those was hack them to run Nintendo games oh, on Oh, totally. Them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the PSP was the best Game Boy ever made. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. It really was. But, so, so, but back to the Wii U, mm-hmm. sandwiched in between those two things, the Wii and the Switch, was this Wii U that, go back to all the promise in the world, definitely not game changing in its theory like nintendo tried something and that's what they do they try oh, sure. stuff yeah and they're like we're gonna put a screen in your hands that's a complement to the screen that's on the tv and if your tv is tied up and this is probably how i used it the most by the way if your screen was tied up you could just still play your game on that screen in solo format. Mm-hmm. And that part was pretty great because like we'd be watching something on TV, but I wasn't totally engrossed in it. I wanted to play Mario Kart. It was not a bad Mario Kart experience in something of a handheld. Mm-hmm. But 
I remember I would pick it up and immediately wish I could then just walk away with it. Like what the switch later became, you know, because if you even walk too far away from your Wii U console, the radio signal would start to fall down and start dropping frames. And eventually it would just lose connection. The game wasn't playing on the handheld. It was literally a screen talking to the, which was an interesting feat for the time, but the promise just never delivered. But I, but the reason it made my list as it were for worst tech I ever spent my own money on Cody, you remember our old podcast Mm -hmm. for the, for more than a year, Eric, it was almost a weekly feature what games are still not on the Wii U? We both, because Cody and I both got Wii U's within weeks of each other and then summarily played through the launch couple titles and then waited almost two years for anything, yeah, anything else yeah, to Zelda do. Zelda never, never came out <laughs> until the Switch came out. Yeah, I, yeah, thought, I, gonna, I thought Breath Zelda of the Wild came for, out for it. It, it did it, alongside the switch. Yeah. It was it supposed took them, to come out the year before. Yeah. It took them so long to launch the title that it ended up launching for the Wii U alongside the console that replaced it. And, and if I recall, I think they did the same thing as Twilight Princess, where the Wii U version is the mirror version of the switch version. I think so. Like, it's just like, I don't know if it was like for just how they could develop it, but yeah, they ended up. <laughs> yeah. It's so it dumb. did come out on the Wii, but just, way when the new switch was out so it was like you know the reason you bought a wii u never came to fruition I was just, well i was just saying the, the any of the reasons i ever used a wii u it was one of the situations where it was instantly negated by what replaced it like sometimes a new piece of tech comes out and mm. for me anyway the old one hangs on because of a back catalog or because it did a thing that the new one maybe doesn't do quite as well for me the games i played I mean, yeah, I guess it took a little bit. It took a little while for like Mario Kart and whatnot to come out for the Switch. Like we, were, Mario, we were talking yeah. months. It was mm-hmm. months, so it wasn't even a year. I don't think it's like, but just in form and function, the Switch negated the Wii U's place in my life almost the day it came out, mm-hmm. and that just that shouldn't be the only thing that makes something a failure. But when I look back at my overall time with the Wii U, it was an entire number of years spent wishing it was something other than what it was or trying to figure out what to do with it because every game i wanted to play was coming soon and and pretty much every major release for the wii u i think they've ported to the switch like mario kart mario party like all those games super mario u (laughs) yeah one of the games i'm playing on switch right now is literally a wii u title game super mario brothers u Mm -hmm. was for the wii u and they've since brought it to the switch and Anyway, it for me, I again, I know it's a very polarizing opinion. There's a lot of hardcore Nintendo people who are like the Wii U was still a very important, you know, piece in the Nintendo puzzle. And I don't doubt you're right, but I'm sorry for me anyway. Owning it was not a overall great experience. It just wasn't. Yeah. It was tons of promise that I felt never got there. So that wow. that was my first vote for something that I spent my own money on that to this day. I guess I wouldn't go as far as a regret. I had good enough. It's not like I didn't get my money's worth out of it, but it was just, mm-hmm. it was not good. The point of this is that it wasn't good tech. It yeah, was not yeah. a good gadget. Yeah. The screen right. resolution was very low on the gamepad. I mean, you could yeah. see the idea. They had the DS and then obviously with the switch, you could see kind of what they were thinking, but mm-hmm. yeah, it just not pan. And it was, yeah, it was slower. It had, I think it, it came with a very low gigabyte storage. Like I think it was something like a 32 was, gigabyte console. It was low. It was Nintendo never makes the current gen. Like that's just, that's just the thing totally. with Nintendo. Yeah. But to your point though, Cody, the Wii U also barely, if anything felt like much of an upgrade to the Wii that it replaced. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, 
felt like a step backwards. Right. That's what in I remember. So much That's as, why I never even bought it. I just right. kept my Wii. Yeah. In so much as some of the best plays to some of the best ways to use the Wii U were with Wii controllers. Yeah, you literally like to use could, it like a Wii. Yeah, they literally had the Wii home screen, like an yep. emulation of it in the Wii U. So you could literally just That's load funny. up a Wii uh, menu and use the Wiimotes and everything. Yeah. It's funny. So so that well, was my gonna, first offering. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna latch on to yours, John, because it's Uh-oh. it's related. So my mine is also a Nintendo device. So I back in the day would mow lawns when I was a, a kid to oh, save man. up old money. Man er- old man Eric story coming. Yeah, here your we paper go. Runs. Yep. And uh, yep. So hold on, let me take my dentures out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, they. So I would mow lawns to save money, and I remember saving up the money and going to the mall. And being so excited and picking up the Nintendo Virtual Boy <laughs> with my own money, and no I wonder where you, no wonder you wear glasses. Full <laughs> price, I paid <laughs> full price for that oh, thing. Nintendo melted your of my own money, and I remember being so excited about it and bringing it home and setting it up on my desk because you couldn't attach it to your face. No, you, you didn't strap it on your face. You, it was you on a You, you. And this, the, the, this narrative, it still makes me laugh today. You literally had to lean into it. You right? did. That was the only, that yep. was the only way to describe using yep. a virtual boy. So, was so you had it on the it. table and I had to put, I had to stack books. My desk wasn't high enough. So I had to stack <laughs> the, the virtual boy on books so that it would be high enough for me to comfortably put my face in it. And it did fit around my glasses. I was already wearing glasses. Thank you, John. And, um, <laughs> and you know, and then you had your arms around it and you're holding the controller on the other side of the device, you know? Thank you for clarifying um, that, by the way, because I could feel the cease and desist letter coming from Nintendo <laughs> that I was suggesting they did bodily harm to you. So I right, appreciate no, that clarification. Yes, no problem. But, <laughs> oh, no, but we're getting to the bodily harm part. So uh, I remember putting my face in that thing and I, I want to say it was like, it was like a Wario game that I bought with it, that, that came with it. And then there was another one like something that was that you know came in the box and then I bought a Wario. I remember a tennis. I don't know why I remember yes, a tennis. Tennis, title tennis for is it. the one that came with it. Okay, so that, that was, was like the, that sports was the game or whatever. Wait, the the, the Wario Land, Wario yeah. Land 3D. That's yeah, right. And Wario Land 3D. So that so I got those two games and I remember putting tennis in and I remember playing it for fifteen minutes and I pulled my head into that thing and I had the worst migraine of my entire life. <laughs> after 15 minutes of playing that thing. And I don't know if it was like virtual reality, 3d stuff was new. And you got to remember this is, they were wireframe graphics in this thing. Everything yep. was, you know, there was, was no, red. there was no red color. So it was red and black. Yep. And that was it. And it was, it looked awful. The, like the games, they weren't fun. Like, I don't remember the games being like, they were, they had to be so, they were so simple. It felt very, you know, to go back to, to link it back to a previous episode, it felt very, Atari. Atari esque. Absolutely. Simplification of the gameplay. It was very simple gameplay across the board. And we were at this point used to, you know, Legend of Zelda and like all of these more complex games. And then you plug your face into this thing and you're like, you know, hitting a tennis ball away from you and coming back. And the cool factor is the ball looks like it's going into the distance and then coming back at you. And like that's Uh, the big thing. You know, it was just it was not great. And I, and I think, I, I, think I probably feel in the back of your head is the aneurysm coming on. Exactly. I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, sure that I was part played... of it too, right? That was like, it gave people headaches. And... Yeah, it was. Oh, I'm pretty sure awful. I played that thing. Maybe, maybe two hours of playtime on that device total. And then 
and that was it. And it literally collected dust. There wasn't an eBay sale, old man, Eric again, there wasn't a way to like resell that thing back yeah. in the day, unless I could find a friend that wanted it. And by that point, everyone was like, I don't want a migraine. I'm not saying who thing. did you hate badly enough? To right. Try exactly. To and you know, by the point that I went to go sell it, they were selling for like one third the price because literally no one would buy them. So yeah, that was the worst piece of tech I ever paid my own money for. So it was $180 in the 90s when it came out. Which My about gosh, was today. it really? Do you yeah. have I any idea how many that. lawns that was? You yeah, guys. I was just thinking, like, I wonder, like, that's a lot. It was an entire summer. <laughs> I was just saying, a, in, in, in a part of the world where you only mow the lawn part of the year. Yep, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I, all summer long, I mowed lawns and I spent all of the money that I made on every penny, mowing, every penny of for it two hours, <laughs> for two hours of gameplay and a really bad headache or two. So yeah, well, it was super great. You know, you know, what's funny is Nintendo will fail. Like even with the Wii U, they'll fail on an idea like this and then just redo it later. Like the 3ds, like they obviously yep. wanted that 3d, you know, thing to keep going. So they ended up putting yeah. it in a handheld, but that's just funny how they, they try well, and they I mean, try again. The, well, that's what I mean by the irony of having to lean into it because leaning into it kind of defines their whole product strategy. Yeah. It's like, we really want to do 3D. Well, it kind of sucks. We don't care. Like We're just going anyway. to yeah. we're, we're, we're gonna try it again. We're going to keep going. Yep. And it, it's just it's fascinating how they pull that off. But then again, I guess that's the benefit of being a company that I, I never sourced these numbers. But I remember reading an article once that you know stated it was some ungodly number of decades that if nintendo just stopped making money they could continue to operate just because of the actual piles of cash they, oh like they are yeah. one of those companies that just because they've owned everything they've ever had for a hundred years they just they just make and sit on mountains yeah. any, of cash any t-shirt cup anything you see with mario's face on it they get money Every one of them. They're now, doing I know, just fine. <laughs> I know po the Pokemon company is its own company, but I think it's underneath right. the umbrella of Nintendo. Yes. Uh, I mean, Pokemon's yeah. the biggest multimedia franchise ever. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Like, it, like, even bigger than Star Wars, which is kind of crazy. Looking uh, at you, crazy. Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what's funny, the Virtual Boy came out in 95. The 64 yep. came out the next year. Oh, so yeah. They, and by the so way, because I spent they, all my money on the Virtual Boy, I never owned a 64. <laughs> that's the most sad thing about the whole thing i was yep. just gonna say I as someone who to this day fondly thinks about a 64 you messed yeah. up sarge yes you i did really... i sure did because <laughs> i remember my 64 the pack-in at the time it was a sam's club exclusive if memory serves nice. and it was a double pack-in with um golden eye oh and yeah. uh so i believe ocarina of time so or, also I believe, so I believe good. that was the double like, pack two, in. two of the greatest games ever made oh like easily as the pack-in games oh, i yeah. play to this day like i yep. still fire those up and play them in all sorts of different ways so yeah two of the greatest not just pack-ins greatest of games of all time so yeah absolutely. Uh, that'd be a very different part spin episodes things i spent money on that i'm really happy i spent money on <laughs> anyway so th so that was a good old virtual boy i never owned yep. one um i ever because i was young enough i remember like yeah. my grandmother would take me to the mall and we had a you know whatever would have been eb games babbages whatever babbages, the brand yep. of the day was sure. and they they would have one like a, like a display model mm -hmm. and same thing i i would stick my face there for enough minutes to be like 19, this hurts 1996 <laughs> weren't you an infant I was uh, two. Oh, <laughs> Cody. Yeah, I was gonna say Cody. Somebody would have had to have held Cody up to it and say cheese. I was. I was <laughs> getting ready to graduate from high school. On my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Cody? Oh, 
I, as I was thinking about this, I, I figured out what I wanted to use. And what was funny, oh boy. I didn't pay the store directly for this. I actually gave John money for this. <laughs> and it is the, oh no. the Moto X Android phone. Do you remember that thing, John? It was like the 7-inch rounded back Motorola Android phone. I, for the most part, can't believe you're putting me on blast for A, having, <laughs> never, having bought one of those, or B, then uh, the kind of it, human that of resold it to his friend and co-worker. Hey, Cody, boy, do I have a phone for you, man. You really want to check this out. And I think he literally did give me the heads up. I think I was like, I want a new phone. He was like, I have this phone that I do not want anymore. <laughs> and and let's, 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 let's also clarify, I don't remember exactly, but we are playing real fast and loose with you spent money on it. Like, I'm pretty sure I would have maybe turned around and bought lunch with whatever <laughs> currency I accept in exchange for that phone but carry on <laughs> it still fits, it's, it, it still fits the requirement of something frankly we both spent money on but cody i remember almost every gadget i've ever bought in my entire life well done i actually forgot about that one until you just so when I, I i literally couldn't remember the name i was like it was a motorola and i thought it was a pixel but it was not a pixel no. so so i was like okay what what android motorola came out in like 2012 or 13 14 or whatever so yeah, the Moto X, it was that single unibody like Android style phone that they made. Um, it had like di the different colors, you know, with the back plates, it had like five colors, something you can get it in. I'm mind blown uh, how awful this, I'm, I'm looking it up. I, I, uh, I cannot believe how much I had blocked out. So released in 2013, because this would have been the original Moto X. They did yeah. several of them mm -hmm. because that's just how, well, that's why Motorola has been bought and sold by more companies than but anyway because they just decide well that didn't work let's just keep making it but unlike nintendo they don't have a hundred years <laughs> worth of money to pack exactly. to, to burn through oh my god this phone yeah, and I, think, jelly bean. I think it was like a six inch phone at the time it felt like a massive phone like oh this is like a really big screen no phone. cody i'm gonna break your heart because the bezels on it were so ungodly that oh, screen was 4.7 inches <laughs> actual you usability. just you just remember it being a skateboard because it was it was a skateboard of plastic wrapped around a 4.7 inch 720p display and I really, I didn't even use the phone a full year. Like the battery life was terrible. It, <laughs> it, it just drained it. Like not even a full day. You could not get a day out of that thing. No, nope. uh, the, the camera. Come on, what about, was... what about the two megapixel camera on the front though? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, this was still the era where Android cameras were very much the stereotype Unusable. of being so bad. And yeah, it was very bad. It had the one lens that you could probably see. Okay, I, I, I will admit, I don't remember if it was this phone, but I think it was when you were the, using this phone. You went to either SeaWorld or Bush Gardens and took oh. this one, and you were so upset. Yes. The pictures you took were, Eric, these weren't even like back in the day shareable on social media worthy. Like they were caveman photos like it was it was really oh, wow. bigfoot it was You're, bad I, you are i think it memory. was I, I think we did talk about it on our old podcast old like i took pictures on purpose to be like okay how good is the camera on this phone yep it was awful terrible <laughs> oh <laughs> um, my gosh yeah i didn't even use it a full year i think i ended up like i don't did i give it back to you i don't even remember no, I, I want to say that was around the time when, again, when back in the day, I think it was right around we first started issuing company phones. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Cody, I feel so bad that you even gave me the what was equivalently $4 for this phone. Just here, mm -hmm. take this phone and let's just pretend that would never exist. I don't think it ever got resold. I think yeah. we did actually finally just 
put that one to rest and it went to recycling or something because that it, was just one of the worst phones of all time. Yeah, and I think when that phone came out was around the time that also the Moto Maker where you could like, you know, customize their phones online. Oh, yeah, that was the <laughs> whole thing. It's like, yo, you can you know, change the colors and the buttons and the... the it, garbage hot <laughs> steaming garbage they they did some i don't even remember anymore they did, they did something with the voice assistant where it was like supposed to be like it was like net when we think of voice assistants how they're like wake words and readily available they were yeah like it was like your incarnations of like the moto it was just bad it was so yeah because it was it was more than just okay google i think it had another word in there that you had to say to trigger it something <laughs> that's but, funny just um, genuinely good yeah good, good the, call and at the time, we had, like, the Pixel 4 and 5, I think, before that, or maybe just the 4. But what about, like, I said, We at least would have had the Pixel 4, Yeah, think, the, which the glaring was. difference. Like, we were thinking Motorola was making, like, oh, this is, like, a, a night, you know, this is going to be in that same league. Um, and it oh, sorry, was not no, at all. Well, no, sorry. Not Pixel 4. Nexus 4. Just to clarify. Like, wait 4, a minute. That's this right. This is way pre-Pixel. That was the Nexus line of phones. I totally... Forgot Nexus. Forgot those were two different thing. things. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So I no. think it would have been the Nexus Four. Now, uh, that yeah. So Nexus Four. Yeah, you're right because Nexus Four was 2012. So that's right. I had gotten that Moto after the Nexus Four and immediately went back to my Nexus Four. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, I. W-. They were just I think, better. Yeah. Because I like think a glaring I, difference. Because you're right. It's all coming back to me. We're all way in the weeds as always. But I think the first company-issued phone you ever had was in a Nexus 5. So I'm like, Cody, you can't keep using that Moto X. It's, it's awful. Please <laughs> yeah. take this Nexus 5 and just... And then going back to a previous episode, that was the phone that you successfully destroyed the screen on about four times in two days. Yes. So. And that doesn't go on my trash list because that phone was amazing okay it was just oh no fault the, for breaking the screen you're right though because <laughs> nexus 5 is the polar opposite of what we're talking about today because that phone as we famously talked about in the past had a paper mache screen i'm convinced right. <laughs> if you looked at it funny it shattered but it was somehow still a great phone oh yeah it was just it was wonderful it just worked it was very simple it didn't look anything crazy it was an yeah good times i i, I remember fondly my my old oh. nexus 5 I still have it. Moto, the Moto X. Thanks, Cody, for just dredging that one up. Um, Yeah, that that will be my submission. A really terrible Android phone. (laughs) All right. So I've got. I think we have time for one more. Uh And in in the theme, in the theme of putting John on blast, um, I would like to talk. I would like him to talk about Google Glass. Oh man! And here I was gonna go. I was gonna go <laughs> HP Touchpad, and then you had to be like, "Nope, I'm gonna throw Google Glass." At John you. spent his money on Google Glass, and I want to hear how that went. That's I all. didn't. I didn't just spend money on Google Glass. I spent fifteen hundred dollars of my own money. On and we were very Google hype Glass. about that when you put that order in. We were super excited. I was on a wait list. It was invite. I had gone to Google IO, of course, the year after you could just order it at IO. Um, so that, cause they announced it at 12. I went to IO 13. They did not have any official order, but I was able to like basically like backdoor, put my name on a list of, Hey, maybe someday if we make more of these, we'll call you. And then magically I actually got an email from someone at Google a few months later. Like, Hey, if you're still interested, here's a link. I'm like, believe me when I tell you, not today, it would not have been a smart spend of fifteen hundred dollars. At that point in my life, that was a devastatingly <laughs> stupid mm-hmm. expenditure of money. Like I still can't believe I spent fifteen dollars on Google Glass. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about my 
poor budgeting. We're here to talk about one of the worst gadgets I've ever owned. Um, I shouldn't say, Sadly. still own. Google Glass still lives proudly on my shelf in the office. Um, it is enshrined forever as one of the worst gadgets for all of the best reasons that's ever existed. <laughs> totally. The, um, the concept is cool. <laughs> no, the concept is terrifying. <laughs> I remember the day it was one of the very, very few times I ever chose to wear it out in public because I realized instantly people will stare at you and not in the like nerd way that we're all used to okay with. And, the, <laughs> and it dies after that, 45 minutes. No, the is that guy recording me right now? Like, that's like the the minute you realize how creepy you are wearing, like unintentionally. Yeah. Like, I, I remember where we went out to dinner with some friends. I'm like, I'm gonna. It was days after we got. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna see what it's like to be out in the world wearing this piece of tech that really had no equivalent at the time. And I will say, got people's attention. Tons of people would come up, ask questions about it. Hey, can I try it out? Like that part was fun. I love engaging with people about tech. It's what we're doing right now. Like mm -hmm, it's one of my right. favorite things to do. So that part was great. But then there's the people who weren't curious. They were concerned. And in retrospect, they don't know me. They don't know what I was doing with this literal camera mounted to my head in the middle of a in the middle of a restaurant. Like mm -hmm. that's just not a cool idea in that regard. And what's funny is I think today people would be a lot. I was less. just going to say, I think that yeah. it's way more common today that people record more often, like more often. I mean, I personally would probably still look at a little bit because it's, it was just, it was so blatant. We have many devices that have cameras on them. That we don't always think about, but this was a very, very obvious camera mounted to the side of my forehead, staring outwards <sighs> with no. And I do mean, no, way to visually know if i was recording or not mm -hmm. and like i know i wasn't doing anything untoward they, they would have no reason to yeah, know they, that yeah and going back to what one of our common themes social contract the co the social contract of being in a room with one of those is that person could be recording everything you're saying doing or otherwise you have no way of knowing it anyone can record with their phone and at least audio wise probably get away with it and you wouldn't know but it's almost become like a spidey sense. You know, when someone in the room is like holding up their phone oh, that phone. way, it's a very specific way people hold their phone. Yeah. Yes. And it's just that whole thing goes away in this usage mm. dynamic mm -hmm. um, or went away. And that it became the, the minute I got past the, this is really neat. And that kind of shine wore off. It became uncomfortable in a very, in a very real way where it's like, I was not comfortable giving people that a reason to think that that was the way I was acting. Even if mm. I knew full well, I wasn't, I wasn't comfortable putting that out into the world. And that was like, really, that was a true aspect to living with that device. Um, I, I used it in other ways for far more, you know, uh, thankfully Eric, it wasn't quite as bad as your virtual boy, though I did pay a lot more for it. Um, <laughs> and it was a lot more than mowing Only lawns, 10 times more. It's fine. just 10 yeah. times more, no big deal. Um, but I did, I, I used it in different ways for several months, mostly like in the office. Like honestly, the time, the way I used it the most was bike riding. That was like one narrative that I just don't think they leaned all the way into correctly. Like in a world where like, even like the smartwatches of the day were even smartwatches now are very inconvenient to use during certain outdoor activities mm -hmm. to have like that heads up display level of interaction. Like I was, I was a, I was a big into biking at the time. And uh, that was like, it was a really cool way to track where I was going, have the map, have the weather. Like I had the little, the headphone connectors so I could play my music directly oh, off right. of it. Yeah. 
don't get me wrong. The battery life was atrocious. I yeah. might make it through a three mile ride. And then that was, you know, sometimes it, depending on what features I was using. If I was using turn by turn navigation, it was basically game over halfway through my trip. Yeah. Um, but, but again, that wasn't the point. Like the device was, it was called the Explorer edition for a reason. Like Google was trying something and that was one of the moments where I could see it. Like I could see the promise of the product, even if the, even though I knew that promise was never going to be realized in the one that I was wearing, I could see the promise of the category in some of those moments. And now that I do think that this gets way off what we're here to talk about today, but the modern translation of that coming into AR, especially in what's I think mm. in the very near term for us as an industry, um, some of those roots, I do believe those roots survive. And those are some of the areas where I do look forward to, I've mentioned before, I'm big, you know, I bike less these days, but I walk a lot. I go for you know very extended walks. This is, that's my preferred form of exercise. And like that, that pro- re re realizing that promise of I said navigation music notifications weather stuff like that and in an augment the augmented reality aspects of it were very very real I could see that promise just unrealized in the tech that they could deliver at the time modernized to the battery technology the display technology what we can do today or will be able to do in the near term that promise I could see being very very real but going back to what we're here to talk about which is the worst things I ever spent my money on. <laughs> um, Eric, you're probably right. Dollar for experience dollar. <laughs> Google Glass is my virtual boy. It was the most I ever spent on the least valuable experience. Other than, I'll, I'll be blatant, I never questioned those dollars and probably still actually don't because there was a moment happening that I wanted to be a part of. And for that sure. spend was the cost of entry. And I'm not saying it was a wise investment but that was something I was willing to do because I wanted so badly to be a part of that moment in tech in, in, in what was happening with gadgets. Yeah. And, and it might've been, so. cr- you know, it might've been crappy, but I at least like I got to use it like when you had it. So that's like, mm-hmm. not everyone gets to use that or like, will no, I've never, use it, so. I've never used one before. So, so was, I, I have was, no, I have no idea what the experience is like at all with it's that. It's definitely so. very unique. Yeah. It had that little screen just above your eye level. So you'd have to like yes. look up just a little and you could yep. see it. Um, and it that was, was almost a superpower because it did not impede your direct vision in any way. You had to look up. Mm-hmm. But once you kind of learned that ocular muscle memory, it was actually, I liked it. Like that aspect of getting notifications, like I said, turn by turn navigation was really interesting. Again, I wouldn't recommend doing this on a daily basis like i took it to atlanta with me on one trip a place that's good place to walk around to get places but if you don't know it not easy to navigate because everything's called peach tree mm-hmm. so um, <laughs> like that aspect of you know get the smart watches of the day especially the turn by turn wrecked their batteries and just you're staring yeah. at your watch your wrist the whole time or yeah. so you never end up doing this you're holding your phone to have that navigation there was pretty neat like it was a cool way to do it um and i will say too using it outdoors was a lot less obtrusive because you could put the sunglass kind of attachment on it oh, and okay. it was it less looked less ob- like it yeah. looked less goof don't get me wrong they were not my style of sunglasses but it was just more socially passable than i'm sitting here in a restaurant with glasses list frames on and a camera pointed at your face and they fully so. like discontinued they, they have they're not making any type of 
of that type of tech they, at this point, right? They did a later iteration that was wholly focused at the enterprise, um, more along the lines of what Microsoft's doing with HoloLens. I do not believe that's an active program within Google, at least not a public-facing one. I do not doubt there is an AR division that you know, there's direct something. roots yeah, going back that, to yeah. those, but I don't believe Glass as a, pr- as a named product is an active development piece yeah. within Google. I I would I would take a hollow lens. Those are like twenty five hundred, I think. Well, yeah, let's just say one of the many, well, many, many reasons why I haven't plunked down that cash is the lessons I learned with Google. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and I enjoy being happily married, and um, she has access to the credit card <laughs> statement, so um, I make enough foolish purchases. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, though that 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 you're you're right, Eric. Th- thanks. Thank you both for putting my tech spending habits out there for the world to see. Uh, so you're right. Google Glass, to wrap that one up, is simultaneously easily the worst tech purchase I ever made from a dollar per value. But also, I would do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. like to be Having nothing to do with the tech, which is the part we're here to talk about today, the experience of having owned one was remains valuable to me that's a, that's a touch point for me through my own personal like gadget experience you want to boot that thing up and see if it actually i was, gonna, runs I was about anything. to ask does it still work i haven't tried in some time um i, I mean i what, whenever i last booted up it would definitely i remembered when i did the firmware update it was like there was like a, a notification this is the last available like, there will be no future so so know, it's already, yeah oh yeah no they did that years ago so i don't recall how many years ago it was don't know if it would boot up now i'm sure at the the battery may we may well be shot but i'm sure we could hook it up to an anchor pack just for the fun of trying it out right. yeah um, and i bet google services may not there may be updated too far now sure work on it maybe sure, yeah, if it is in any usable state i will go on record and say we will re- we will record a future episode <laughs> <laughs> and I will wear it the entire time and nice. see what it's like to have it on, just like during the Metaverse episode. You just want um, to feel we'll like you're part of the Borg Collective. That's what we, it is. Exactly. Yeah. We'll, we'll see Futile. what notifications somehow, you know, as nine years of Gmail notifications right. start hitting First, me all yeah. at once. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, but yeah, that was... I'm actually glad you brought that one up. I hadn't thought about Glass in a while. And yeah, it, was, it definitely belongs on this list, right. but it also belongs <laughs> on a very different list that we could talk about someday too, as far as like just pivotal moments that you know, we've collectively all had the, the opportunity to be a part of. And I, I still yeah. think that was one of them. And that, that the pivotal nature of that, I think will be more real when we do enter the coming age of more prolific AR, VR for certain, yes, but AR for certain, yeah, those experiences. Big, yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be not, I don't think it'll be hard to connect those dots. Yeah, we've, we've talked about my Coke bottles in the past. I'm just waiting for them to do some sort of an AR that I can use with my existing glasses. Yeah, That's that would be great for me. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, well, no better way to say it than on that actual and very expensive bombshell. I think we'll wrap this one up before I get, you know, roasted out to the internet for any other of my tech purchase, <laughs> purchase past. Although I don't doubt they'll all come to fruition in the future. Some of these days we'll circle back on the one other one I was going to mention, which was the HP touchpad. But that's a, that's a longer story than we're going to cover today. The <laughs> iPad competitor that should have been and never was. Um, mm-hmm. I can talk for a while on why that was, but uh, RIP WebOS. But anyway, um, as promised, we will wrap up there for this week, and uh, we will catch you next time. Later. Later.
looking for waveforms. I've got mine. How about you guys? Check, check. Yeah. Testing one, two. I've Niner. got three. Hey waveforms. guys, today on W5 KLX TV. <laughs> please do an entire, not this one, yeah. but please do an entire future episode. Whole in episode that voice. like that. I'm Cody Perfect. the T, and I'm coming at you with this morning's tunes <laughs> <laughs> on the tens and the twos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. Counting it in in five, four, three, two, one.